He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> you should date a cancer. I should, eh? Are you offering? <laughs> By this point in time, hell yeah. I'm offering to anybody and everybody. Well, it shouldn't be hard. You look very good in quarantine. Thank you. I was uh, fortunate. Uh, things in BC are a little bit like less strict than they still are in Ontario, although I do understand Ontario's starting to loosen up a little bit. Today, yeah. Libraries are open again. Oh, good. You're happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I went on my friend's boat with her and her boyfriend, and that was lovely. It was sunny out. I saw some, what were they called? Like, anyways, they were tiny little, like, dolphin whale things. It was really nice. And then I got a little sick, like, not actually vomited, but I was on the boat, and I was, like, getting a little seasick. seasick, and I started to cold sweat, but I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't want to be a pussy. So... <laughs> I just like sat down and stopped drinking for a bit. <laughs> uh, but if that had been a frozen ocean, you would have been the first one knowing what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home. You're coming home soon. I can't wait to see you. I know. I know. I can't wait to come home, actually. I'm really, really excited. And I'm excited to see you, too, because I, we get to do fun things together again. Yeah, like get drunk. <laughs> wait, <it's... laughs> Cheers. Two months. So the reason I asked about your, or I mentioned your appearance, you really do look good, but I've been hyper-focused on mine because of these video calls. And, you know, I've stopped bleaching my hair, so I've noticed grays. We <gasps> all get them at this age. But I've noticed, I'm not going to zoom in to show you, but like on my temples, you know where men get them first. But I've noticed, and I've been curious if you did too, that they grow faster than your other hairs. And they grow in thicker too, oh. and straighter. Like, I have one that just, like, goes like this, ping, and, like, picks, like, uh, shoots out. But I Googled this, and it's true. They do grow faster because there's not that color shit. What's it called? Melanin. Melaton? Melanin. Right. And so it, it, they're able to grow faster than the other hair that still has colors. Like, what the fuck's that? They should be stumped. D just don't um, pluck them. No. They're too short on the side. It hurt too much. Right? Yeah. Oh, you big puss. Ugh. But what do you, this is a some, some, something, this is something you can't fight, like, you just gotta. Yeah, and I, I, and I'm just speaking for myself, but I know there's a lot of other women that feel this way out there. I don't know about gay men, but a lot of women think that gray hair on a man is hot. Well, I mean, I agree. There's men I think are, I wouldn't turn a man down because of gray hair if I liked him. Like Anderson something, Cooper. Woo! It's like sophisticated and you feel like. They're grown, you know, like. I guess, but it has to be nice gray, like not that like grayish brown. I don't know. Or like that silver, like or like streaked. I don't know. I'm not opposed to men in gray hair at all. I love in, it. In other words, we're proving our theory that your attraction changes as you get older. So when you're 80, you will like another 80 year old. For sure, for sure. Ew, are we old enough to like people with gray hair? I guess so. You said it first. <laughs> I was walking with my friend the other day and um, six feet apart, of course. And uh, she looked over at me and goes, whoa, I didn't realize how much gray hair you have. Oh. That's how you know it's a real friend, though. 
Right. Wow, I've known her since I was seven years old. But I was like, oh, and it kind of stung. And I just laughed it off and was like, yeah, I know, hey, because I do. So things in BC is opened up early, which means the hair salons are open. I managed to snag a hair appointment on Friday to get my hair just the roots colored. Which is the <laughs> day before you come back. Yep. And then I asked my friend to trim it. So I think my friend's going to trim it. You'll be a whole new woman. You'll be at the airport. I'll pick you up. I won't know. Who is that foxy lady in a mask? <laughs> right? You really won't know who the hell I am. And yes, people, I said I'm picking her up. I don't care. We're over it. Groups of five or less. Exactly. And I, we're just not going to kiss. Yeah. Not going to hug. You know, we'll just... We'll each roll our own joints. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, they even say you can have pick your five people in your bubble and you're going to be one of the people in my bubble. So there you go. Right. Are you going to see anyone else in your bubble? Are you dating anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, just talking to that window guy still. Okay. Isn't it weird to ask someone if they're dating someone in quarantine? Oh, I didn't even think of that. I, well, yeah, I guess because you wouldn't want to admit it. I have a couple dates, I think, lined up once I get back. So when you've been on the dating apps in Vancouver, have you you've been keeping your setting in Ottawa? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, the window guy, I, he said he, would he wants to take me on a real date, but nothing's open. And it's weird to just be like, come to my house. Well, and even, actually, you know what is a good date, I think, idea? Is you, you can buy, like, I'm sure if Bottega has it in the market or any Italian place has charcuterie boards to go. Ooh. Get one of those and go and sit in a park and just sit down, chat, pop some bubbly. Ain't nobody giving anybody open alcohol tickets right now. Everyone's roaming <laughs> around like drunk buffalo. You know, like <laughs> nobody is, yeah, nobody's giving those tickets out right now. Was it you that had that awesome Facebook status that said exactly that? If you're not going to open the bars, let us wander the streets like drunken buffalo. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't, that, no, but that's where I got it from. <laughs> that was a good status. I liked that. So I sat with my friend in a park and drank for five hours the other day. Oh, good for you. I know. I'm a grown-up. Yeah. When in quarantine. You know, this period may never happen again. So it does make sense to try to enjoy it. I want to look back and be like, oh, my gosh, remember this? Remember right. I had a guy come and jizz on my window? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If there is a vaccine, like, I forget what I was going to just say. Whoa, derp. I just had a total oh. brain fart. Like being happy about quarantine. Oh, yeah. I've, I still forget what I was going to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> so That's at least horrible. we know. Can we start this podcast over again? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we really are actually doing this episode, not because we're just going to sit here and shoot the shit, but we actually got a listener letter. Yes, we did. But before you read it, I have one more thing to tell you about. This is a funny story. So you know how I live in like a short little building, so I have neighbors on top of me? Right. So because everybody's social distancing, my upstairs neighbor needed to get power of attorney for her mom, who's very old, which is sad, but you, I guess you need like witnesses, kind of like a passport. So because she can't go anywhere, she's coming around knocking on our doors to ask if we would be the whatever. Witness. Witnesses. So I, of course I said yes. And this was one of the first times I really had a long conversation with her. And she's like, what do you do for a living? So I said, I said, oh, I'm a comedian, of course, or used to be. <laughs> and she's like, 
Oh, and, but it was one of those O's that was way too long for the moment. I'm like, what the hell? What, what was so surprising with that? And I figured it out later. So in my bedroom window, I should send you a picture of this. You can see I have from Queersphere, I have a rainbow poster from Queersphere that says performers only on my bedroom door. And when you walk by my bedroom window, you can see that poster. So I think she thought I was like a cam girl or something, performers only in my bedroom. Well, and not only that, but she sees me coming over all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and then loud screaming from within the apartment. <laughs> and the lights and everything. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be a pretty shitty porn star, though, to be a porn star living in your apartment. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Jenna. Yeah, I was, uh, I was very flattered, actually, but it was really funny that I bet you, like, neighbors peek in your window, so... Take note of what you can see in your windows. No, you peek in your neighbor's window. <laughs> well, her too, apparently. She's Greek. You know how those Greek moms are. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I right. know everything. I just got a kick out of that. But yeah, listener, this is our first one since, well, no. We've no, had we had one other one in COVID. Okay. And for those new listeners that we have, especially in the Netherlands, they love us. But I think the Netherlands are freaky people, like in a good way. So I think maybe that's why they like listening to our podcast. Well, the Netherlands just had that news article saying the prime minister suggested everybody get a sex buddy. And they spell it S-E-K-S buddy, all one word, sex buddy. For quarantine, get a sex buddy. Right? So we are the perfect podcast for the Netherlands. We are. And they, they launched the Tulip Festival, which just happened in Ottawa. We right, love exactly. We yeah. love the touch. <laughs> um, whoa, why am I so mind blank today? So is this letter from a Netherlander? No, no. But for all the new listeners, thank you. Sorry. Gosh, that's horrible. For all the new listeners, you are able to send us letters if you do have a conundrum that you need one our opinion on or anything like that. So you can do that at Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast at gmail.com. Oh my God. I don't know. This is going to be a long podcast jesse well i'm surprised that you can't speak anything else but you got the email out <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> okay here's the email hey jesse and jenna i'm hoping you can give me some guidance because i have a huge problem with my boyfriend and i don't know what to do i have been with my boyfriend for the past two years we're both 27 and he can't make me orgasm <gasps> I feel like it's my fault because when we first started dating, I didn't want to put pressure on him. So I told him that no other man has ever made me orgasm. Of course, this is a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have many times and with different men. So I know it's possible. At the beginning of our relationship, he tried really hard, but it just wasn't happening. He just wasn't getting it. Fast forward two years later and he's finally given up. He said that there's no point in trying anymore since it's impossible. Oh. I don't know what to do because I want to tell him that it is possible, but then I get caught lying. Should I tell him to keep trying? Have I dug a hole too deep? Please help me. Thanks. Orgasm free for two years. <laughs> wow. For two years. She needs to go listen to our episode with Nadine Thornhill right away. But right. Actually, no, that was a lot about kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that she did dig her own hole. <laughs> or she should. <laughs> I am such, especially like the older we get and the more comfortable we are with our own like sexuality. I find that we like you communicate more. And when she started by lying, like that lie, yeah. so you didn't put pressure on him, like that lie has caused you two years of no orgasms. 
of yeah. bad sex. So you mentioned, yes, the communicating thing. And this is something I even still struggle with because you feel embarrassed. Like, oh, I don't know how to explain, like when to say what you want. Like, for instance, I'll put myself on, if I'm giving a guy a BJ and he tells me what to do, I like that. I appreciate it. I like direction. And I also find it hot. So I don't think we should all be afraid to say what we want. You're 100% right. I was like talking to this guy and I was like, I strongly believe in communication. You have to tell each other what you want because at the end of the day, the only people benefiting from that is you guys. Your sex is going to be like 10 times better if you know what he wants. He knows what you want. And sometimes it takes guidance and like clear, direct instructions. This goes here. I like it here or you know, I have a fantasy. Like, that's not always a good thing to ask people too is like, hey, do you have a fantasy? Know what it is and one day maybe surprise them with it if it isn't too weird. Like feet or windows. Yeah. But yeah. It's kind of sexy now though, that you think of it. Not the feet. The window? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it has been a while, Jenna. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. But I feel like if I was the one telling someone, I feel bad, like they're not doing it right. But when I was on the receiving end of the direction, I liked it. So that isn't always true that you're going to insult them if you give direction, which is what I'm always afraid of. And it's always about your messaging as well. The way you're, the way you're giving directions. So the last time I got a direction, it was during a BJ and I, and I started going really slow because I was tired and that's what he liked. And he was like, Oh, whatever you're doing, keep doing that. And I was like, she told me five minutes ago, this is easy. <laughs> so I, so I liked it. So yeah, you just got to speak up, I guess that's number exactly, one. But like, it's not a criticism. It's a direction, you know, like you don't want to be like, Oh, that doesn't feel good. Don't do that. No. Like, Hey, how about you do that? I don't know. But she Without getting give, too vulgar here. Oh, yeah. Like, who are we all of a sudden? <laughs> right? Boobs, come dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but she didn't say what specifically they're doing that she can't orgasm, right? Because... I think I understand what she means. Like, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, he just doesn't know how to... How to touch you properly like yeah, there's no sexual connection there can be so much connection there but the sex is awful it happens yeah. all the time yeah and then it uh, turns into a friendship yeah which happens a lot in gay world <laughs> but if she's just laying there starfish and he's ramming her that's not going to work for any woman right like isn't it very common that women have to self-stimulate well, not only that, but like women, you have to speak up and tell him what you want. Guys are sexual. They'll be down for pretty much anything. Th that's what I mean. I know, exactly. Yeah. Like he would be thrilled at a direction that if he thinks it's going to make you more excited. They're also 27, which is still like pretty young. In my opinion, like it, to me being 27, I'm talking about like young sexually. Like you're still... Yeah figuring out what you're comfortable with and what exactly it is you want. Men are finally taking an interest in maybe pleasing women because in their early 20s, they definitely don't give a shit about, about anyone except themselves. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's this new thing. So, I think because they're 27, like, maybe that ship has sailed and maybe you're just not meant to be together. You're, maybe that's it. Maybe it is a chemistry thing. Two years. Two years of bad sex. Only a woman would put up with that. 
<laughs> yeah. I just, as usual, these letters leave me with more questions because I wish we could ask her, what have you tried? And what is there, you know, because it takes two to tango. But she's super willing to try again. So maybe it's better that we just give her some things to try. And I think the number one thing to ask him is like, what is your fantasy? Like, and maybe like think about incorporating toys into the bedroom so that even if he can't do it for you, something else can. Well, that's what I what I mean by asking her more questions. Like, is she just starfishing or is she touching herself too? Because like, I'll tell you her gaze too, when you're getting it in the rear end, Sometimes it hurts if you're not like self-stimulating like a woman. So you have to, I think, sometimes do that. Yeah, I guess so. But it's still better when you don't because like oh. no one likes multitasking. Get him one of those cock rings Wanda was talking about that has a little thing up the top. So when he's, it hits your clit while he's going in and out. Right. But you can also incorporate like vibrators and stuff and... Yeah. Also, like, what's your fantasy? Ask yourself that. Because maybe your mind is just not into it. Women, like, can do that. Maybe that's why it was easier with other men, but it hasn't been easy with him. Well, Maybe I'm, it's not a physical thing. Maybe it's literally a mental. Yeah. It, especially now that she's at the point of writing podcasts about it. She's obviously, that every time they lay down to have sex, she's thinking, uh-oh, here we go, you know? Right. Maybe she's not enjoying the moment. Maybe he's not enjoying the moment. feels like there's just been a lot of pressure. It's been a huge issue in your relationship for a while. So maybe that's it's too much. Maybe both of you need to get like absolutely shittered, wasted, talk about your fantasies and then yeah. do them. Act yeah. them out. That's a good idea. Get some drugs. Get some MDMA up in there. That'll make you horny. No, Jesse. <laughs> Get some cocaine. <laughs> no, no. If it grows out of the ground, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. He, though, this guy sounds like he's fed up too because what kind of straight man is going to say, I'm ready to give up? That's well, crazy. there's a lot of straight men that aren't even willing to try in the first place because they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like, and I've always said this. I've noticed obviously a difference as men mature and women mature that it is like more of a partnership. Like, giving receive sort of thing but when in your younger years like guys were pretty selfish in bed and women were just so worried about because you're so insecure and young you're so worried about doing what they want without even mentioning what it is you want so here's a personal question at least that's what it was like for me okay have you ever had sex where you didn't orgasm but it was still okay like you were still happy not really. Not as much as if you did. No, can't See? say. But the thing is, is there's two types of orgasms for women, right? There's the outer and the inner, and the outer is pretty easy to have. And that's fine. That suffices. See, that's what I mean. And so if she was self-stimulating, she'd probably have the outer kind. Yeah. But she or maybe he have. needs to, like, again, I think their biggest problem here right now is communication. I don't think she's being 100% upfront with him about what she wants and how she wants it. I think he's feeling like he's inept and is feeling bad. Yeah. I do. Like, wouldn't you, if you're a girl, you couldn't make your girlfriend of two years happy? It's two years now. Yeah. That's like a solid relationship. And now you're in COVID, so right now's the time to have some fun with that. Wasn't that funny? Everyone was talking about the baby boom and now the experts are like, actually, no, it's going to be the opposite of a baby boom. 
Probably. Right. Right. Except for all of us singles sneaking out. <laughs> um, no, but for reals, I think you guys just need to sit down and have a really strong, like really good talk about this. Yeah. And I think you should encourage him to try again. And I think you maybe should come clean about your lie. And say, babe, I'm sorry I lied to you because I didn't want to feel like there was pressure on, on you, but I have orgasmed with other dudes before. So Okay, wait a second. Go back because I'm forgetting. So her her she said she had had an orgasm with previous boyfriends, but she lied right. to this guy and said she in the beginning, did she have them with this guy? So in the beginning, no, she lied to her current boyfriend and said that she she didn't want to put pressure on him in the be- in the bedroom. So she told him that she'd never orgasm okay, before. Right, okay. So he started trying and trying, and now he's just like quit because it's not happening. I got so it. and he goes, well, what's the point? It's impossible anyways. I think it's basically he's almost saying it's a U issue. I without directly saying it's a U issue, and I can't keep trying so in that case you're right she should come clean and tell him that she lied and that'll fire a challenge under any straight guy i know to be like oh yeah i'll show you also fighting sex can be some of the best sex ever yeah when you're angry at each other (laughs) and if you guys are living together in isolation maybe you need that like passion yeah i have a story to tell you off air that's too bad for even this podcast. It'll be a behind the music one day story. <laughs> we'll record it just in case. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I do uh, think you, that's like my advice for orgasm free for two years is you guys need to sit down and have a conversation. You need to come clean and say you lied about it so that he knows it is possible so that maybe he'll just try something else. I don't know, but y'all yeah. need to talk and like I said, try the fantasy thing. See, like, what's your fan- fantasy? Is it like a pizza delivery girl or <laughs> something like that? And reenact it or like make it happen. And maybe but, if you both get super into it and turned on, then, you know. So oh, that's something I want to tell you too. Uh, well, I'll tell that one on air. But first, the two things you said are both communication-based. The fantasy, direction, and coming clean. All three of those things you have to communicate with him and once you figure out what you like then you can direct him so if you know how to get yourself off that's the first thing sex with sue or nadine thornhill says you have to figure yourself out oh my god i'm like doing the motion and nobody can pretending you have a vagina yeah like i would know what to do right (laughs) (laughs) but the other thing you said was get super into it so this guy i'm talking to was like would you ever just come in and you know come to the bedroom and like no visit or anything we just kind of like get right to business and i was like okay i was like why because you like my hot bod but you don't like my sparkling personality or like my gay voice you don't want to hear my gay voice say hello and he was like ha ha it was a big joke but we ended up talking about it and his point was like sometimes it can be very hard to make that transition from joking with drinks to now your hot porn personality and so if you just do the hot porn personality and then make jokes with drinks, it's easier. So fuck first. <laughs> well, and there's a little bit of like sexiness and spontaneity about it. Not spontaneity, but there's like, like a porn element to it. Yeah. It's, it's easier to stay in character was uh, the moral of the story. So yeah, she should try that. Right. I've heard like guys have told me that that's their fantasy too, is just like 
you leaving a door open and then walking in and you're already ready and that's it. Like no talking, no nothing, just wham, yeah. bam, thank you, ma'am. Which fine, but like I see through that shit. You don't want to pour me a drink. You don't want to say hello. How are you doing? You don't want to tell me I look good. <laughs> well, you're talking to me afterwards, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but so anyway, we haven't done that yet either. um but there's our advice is i think give it another try don't give up on it yet it's been two years and i think it's possible for it to happen you just need to give it more of a i think you're both just too close-minded and too fixated on it yeah loosen up let go have some fun together or since you emailed us you're probably going to listen to this so just accidentally do it on speakerphone Imagine this guy's like, wow, this is like a very similar story to ours, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just aren't compatible. Like, I'd like to know what their horoscopes are. Do you believe in that crap? Um, well, I, be- I believe in it. I don't like follow it, though. I don't personally invest in it. Astrology. The reason I'm asking is I clicked on an article today that said something like 68% of people think it's bullshit. And I was surprised because I thought more people would think it was legit. Like I've always believed in them. Not so much that they can tell the future, but like the personality traits. I've never met someone that doesn't fit their Zodiac sign perfectly. I think a lot of people that say they don't believe in it still read it. Yeah. We just all want a bit of hope. (laughs) Exactly. It gives you just like you're having a shitty day and you're like, geez, I wonder what my horoscope says. And you read it and you're either reassured or you feel even shittier about yourself. One of the two. I actually am talking to a guy right now and he believes in astrology, which I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like a straight guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I sure hope so. Well, that's another thing. Oh, you straight people this day and age. Is, well, and gay people <laughs> because everybody's mixing and matching. My point is I have another friend, Jana, which is so funny. My mom gets the two of you confused because two of my best girlfriends are Jenna and Jana. She can't keep them straight. But <laughs> Jana is talking to a bunch of different guys on Tinder that all have it listed as bisexual. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. We've talked about this, but as a straight woman, would you want to date a bisexual guy? Well, I can only speak for myself, but I have to say props to those men for being so open and yeah. honest. Hey, we'll on, take on, it. On, on a medium like Tinder. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, your, your, your picture is from 10 years ago, but at least you're honest about <laughs> your sexuality. Because for some people, it's important. I think for others, it's just not, people don't care. Well, you make an interesting point because I wonder if it's not so much that they would like guys as equally as women, but they're open to it. Whereas like, you know, how many straight guys our dad's age would get their dick sucked by a guy, but say, oh no, I'm not gay. No homo. Right. So at least- or, I'm not have... bisexual either. They wouldn't say they were bisexual right. either. That's true. Yeah. Because so... a lot of straight men, especially like hyper-masculine men, I find when you say bisexual, they're like, no, they're gay. You hook you up might... with a guy, you hook up with men, you're gay. And I'm like- I find that usually to be the case too. Like once you go gay, you don't go back. <laughs> I think what bisexual is, is just saying, I don't have a preference. I like the person themselves, not like what they have in their pants. Yeah. How do we get on that? Oh yeah. Your horoscope guy. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I wonder. <laughs> I should go back and check his profile now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is he in Ottawa? Yep. Yep. Maybe I have should- nothing against bisexual people at all it's just not something that i don't 
I would, there's already so much competition out there. Now I'm competing against both genders. Like I can't. Well, that's what it is. This is not a homophobic thing, obviously. No. You're talking to, but (laughs) it's just, uh, you know, it's a thing. But I fully understand why people will label themselves as bisexual because it is a sexual preference. And it's just the same as being heterosexual. It's just the same as being gay. You know, to me it is like, it's just, they're saying like, I don't care about who you I are. Just, I just I, get confused when we get into like pansexual. Cause that's also like, I don't care how you identify, but I guess that goes beyond the scope of just male or female. Well, then you just have to be human. That's all. <laughs> human. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And in the end of the day, shouldn't we all just be attracted to people because they're human, not just because of gender? I don't know. You should, but like, I just think of the jealousy. And if you think of when you're at a party with your man and he's checking out all the hot girls, all of a sudden you have to now think, oh, he's looking at that guy too. Not only that, but what if you're there with your boyfriend and you're both checking out the same guy and you <laughs> want to take him home and then your boyfriend's like, no, I'm going to take him home. Well, well, I liked your first option, which is that could be a fun night, you know. Would you do think that? that? Would you do a threesome with, with two men? Uh, or would you I, rather do one with two women? I think it would. I I wouldn't be into a threesome period. Sorry to break all the hearts of my many male admirers <laughs> out there. <laughs> all one, maybe <laughs> of them. You might do a threesome if it's with a soft bladder of a box of wine. Right, <laughs> right. But, but like. I just have problems sharing and I feel like an odd number is just like a weird number. Someone's always going to be left out. Okay. I'm not into girls. So like I wouldn't be hooking up with a girl and two guys. Now it depends. Are the two guys also hooking up with each other? Or are they just both hooking up with me? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. So that makes a difference for you. If- right. And you only have so many holes. And I just feel like if two guys are just hooking up with you, it's physically strong straining probably <laughs> it's a lot of work I've right so how can you sit back and actually like really enjoy yourself because while you're trying to enjoy a guy who's having sex with you you're you are working yourself on yeah. another guy like it's just too much <laughs> unless you're on mdma like i said then you'll be into it i promise <laughs> um did you see that email we got about our oh fuck what was it i think it was our Corey kane podcast from a woman who said she was like, thank you for talking about porn because she agreed with you about women getting like abused. And so she started watching gay porn, which I find unusual for a straight woman. And she loves it. She's like, I'm obsessed with gay porn and it gets her off. Good for her. So she would be a woman that wouldn't mind the two guys doing exactly, things. Exactly. And she'd probably be into bisexual men as well. But see, for you, I think it's important to point out it's again, not a homophobic thing, obviously. No. But it's, it's just, just a lot of man for me. Like that's a lot no of masculinity in one place. And trust me, I used to watch Queer as Folk religiously. What was it, Monday nights? Yes, or Sunday. Every Monday yeah. night, me and my friend Kelsey at the time would get together and we would watch. I didn't miss a single episode. I know every storyline. I loved that show. But I always remember like the really passionate parts. Like the sometimes it got pretty graphic. Oh, I was yeah. like, this is just like so much man going on. Like... It was, well, yeah, it's just a lot. There's no gentleness to it. And I guess I like some gentleness in lovemaking. <laughs> yeah. 
What a what a request, Jenna. God. I'm a cancer. Demanding. Yes, you sure are. And you match your horoscope too. Um, so <laughs> to a T, to a T. I, I hope that, you know, I hope. Oh, have you seen these wine uh, wine ninjas? What? No. So it started in Edmonton where these women would like take random bottles of wine and put them in run around and put them on people's doorsteps. And like then a wine fairy. Oh, I love that. And then what do they do? Hide in the bush and then wait to be invited in for a glass? Oh, I think they just leave them on their doorstep and trot along. And I was thinking if we have, can get wine, maybe we should do that. How much would make it to the doorstep is my question. Or you'd find us late at night going back and trying to take the wine back because we ran out of <laughs> bottles. It's a three-hour limit. If the wine is not collected in three hours, we take it back. We're taking it back. Three That's hours so turns into five minutes. Yeah, we're waiting in the bush. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well. Um, all right, we have an exciting and fun episode coming up on Friday with our comedians. <gasps> the L. Solomons. They have a special on Crave. Have you watched it yet? Not yet. I'm going to watch it right before so it's like fresh in my mind. Okay, Because as you saw earlier in this podcast, I don't have the best memory sometimes. Well, I, I haven't watched it because I don't have Crave, but I've seen them live, which I'm pretty sure it's close. Um, I just love them. They're a lesbian couple. One of them is Jewish. The other's Palestinian. So the most oddest couple you could ever imagine. And they're gay. So they're just um, crazy. But the crazy thing, well, I'll let them tell the story. But the reason I wanted them to do it was because they're actually quarantined in some remote cottage in Quebec because they were on tour with yuck yucks or something. And they, when the quarantine hit, they had to just like rent an Airbnb and hunker down. And they've had a wild time because they're in a very French city and neither of them speak French. And the locals are not welcoming them. <laughs> Where are they from? Uh, they live in New York. City. Oh, geez. And you know, those remote towns in Quebec, some of them ain't so LGBTQ friendly. I know. Well, from their statuses, it's, it doesn't seem to be so much that it's the Anglophone thing. They're like, you know, uh, you're not French. They don't care that we're Jew, Jewish and Palestinian <laughs> lesbian comedians. <laughs> they care that we speak English. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it's everything. I don't know. We'll ask them. We'll ask them on Friday. So that's, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Right. Uh, but now that lockdown, I was thinking about this today. I don't even know we should be discussing this on our podcast, but no. I was thinking like we started this or cocktails, comedians in quarantine, but now the quarantine's starting to lift. I kind of want to keep this series going. I think it's really fun. Yeah, me too. So we're going to have to change the name, I think, maybe. Well, we'll keep, we could ask about their quarantine experience because until stand-up comedy returns, we're all up Shit's Creek here with no outlets. Maybe it should just be cocktails, comedians, and cocktails. Or, <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say cocktails, comedians, and COVID, but I like your version better. Right, right. Cocktails, cocktails comedians, and, and conversation. <laughs> what? Now we sound like a radio show. Right. Exactly. <laughs> cocktails, comedians, and cocktails. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look Are at your gay up? ass glass there. Oh, don't be jealous. It's got flamingos on it. I am jealous. I'm still drinking it of a Halloween. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, God. All um, right. All right. Good, good luck, bitch. What's her name? We don't know. Uh, orgasm free for two years. Oh, that's hard. I know. Let's let's cheers to her. Let's hope she gets it off tonight and um, send not, your letters. 
If, if you don't, email us again and we'll put you in touch with our former guest, Miss Jones, who can maybe uh, help you get in touch right. because she's a something like that, sexual, sensual. No, I think, she can, I think she can tell you how to either get yourself off or yeah. teach him to get you off, one of the two. Um, and send your letters, Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast at gmail.com. Love you. Love you too. Cheers. Cheers.